How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Here's the man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face. Mark Grody. I call him a maniac. Stone Mania. Covering the Bears for 670 the score. You had to overcome the mystique. It was almost like an odor. He exuded a kind of a presence. His whole damn life was football. Wasn't driving a pretty car. Wasn't going to the local bar and pounding your chest, I'm the greatest. It was the opposite. Mark Grody. He was Moby Dick in a goldfish bowl. Mark Grody with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 the score. We've got a lot to do. Moby Ditka, Mark Grody is here. Hi, Mark. What's going on, gentlemen? Yeah, we got a ton to do today. There is a game on Sunday, but it almost feels still, even though there is meaning to it and maybe a lot of different ways, it still feels like an afterthought as we all sort of breathlessly await what happens next week with the Chicago Bears team. It's, uh, it's a big game. Yeah, it's a big game. Yeah, I mean, it's that you can knock the Packers out. Some people still think that the Bears are evaluating Justin Fields. I, I'm personally evaluating. I feel like this is important in that regard. Do you not get the sense that that's the case? No, I think it is. I think, but I think that it has to be like a he has to um, one up what he did last week. I think it's got to be a special game for Justin Fields to where you really throw it into the pile of evaluation for Justin Fields' first three years mm-hmm. here in the NFL. It's quite a bracket for this season when you think about how badly they were embarrassed in week number one. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. We've talked to lots of players about that. I mean, you know, even yesterday talking to Jaquan Brisker, I mean, they – Regret. They. I mean, there's regrets in that locker room for the for the way they not only losing to Green Bay in the first game, but losing the first four games of the season. Like you could just feel it. They know that they could be looking. They could be like Green Bay right now. They could be thinking about a playoff game. So it's a Luke Getze day, and the tone of Luke Getze to us was interesting and meaningful. So let's listen to some clips here and talk this through with yeah, you. Yeah, right? and, and yeah, of course, and and reflective and that's where we'll start with the Bears offensive coordinators. He talks about his first 2 years here. How do you reflect on these two seasons in this role for you and what you've been able to do it, both yourself individually and as an offense as a whole? That's obviously a, a pretty intense question. You know, one that you do after the season when you're able to take take some time and reflect and I think, you know, at the end of last year we felt like we were we were doing a lot of really good things. Our, our processes were good. Our people were good. Uh, the, the type of people that we that we have in the building to be able to go through anything that we've gone through and do what we're doing. And 
you know, following the leadership of Ryan and Flus, and and uh, we have the we have the right type of people in the building. So that part was really good to see. And I think as our progress has gone this year, you've heard me say it countless times. Like it's just really important that we just get better each and every day. And I feel like. Uh, no matter what it looks like sometimes to, to the outside world, you, you, when you're inside and you're diving deep, you really know if it is or isn't. And I think the, the, the guys in the room, they all feel it. They know it. They're excited about what's to come. And, and, um, and I think, you know, we can say that we have uh, continued to do that. When you, when you said you're, you know what it is or isn't, what is it? Uh, you know, I'm saying what I, I guess what I'm saying by that is just, you know, when, if, if the outside world sees a play and they think that the play didn't, work or if they think a player didn't do what he was supposed to do you know what was real or what wasn't real is all is all I was was meaning by that in the sense of uh, you have to keep it what it is and you have to make sure you uh, evaluate every single part of everything right and that's what we do on a daily basis yeah I mean he talks about it as if we don't understand what the hell we're looking at I'm sure sometimes he's he's right about that it's interesting to think about the overall two years he talks about how the year ended last year I will forever want to know why they looked so god-awful as an offense in the first two games of this year well I think part of that was Speaks and like we all wanted to see Justin Fields be a pocket quarterback everybody Justin Fields wanted to see that everybody in the organization wanted to see the fans wanted to see that so I think it was them pressing that on Justin Fields and you know Justin Fields is complicit in it I don't know if that's the right word to use but he he wanted that as well so I don't know speaks did they overcorrect? I know that's a popular thing to say yes did they, did they do it did Luke Getze do it incorrectly in his teachings and his coachings of a of a pocket quarterback but that is what everybody wanted in QB1 this year was a developing pocket quarterback it didn't work it it did not. So let's hear the next thing. Because point of clarification here: is this the last time you guys are going to speak to Luke Getze? This will be. Yeah, this year. It's, See, yep. so that's it's kind of BS because a huge part of this is about his future, and then you guys ask him questions about it, and he's like, "Well, it's not time to talk about yeah, my future." Yep, but yep. it's the last time that you get to talk to Luke Getze. Right. It's like when they tell like us, it. "Talk to the trainer about an injury." Well, we don't get to talk to the trainer about the <laughs> injury, so. Yeah. That's that's yeah. garbage. Yeah, that's garbage. All right, well let's 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 hear this next answer, and then we can go big picture. Yeah, here. let's let's hear from uh, Luke Getzey on Justin Fields. This is the time of year where people start wondering what next year is going to look like. What about your partnership with Justin? Leads you to think that 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 it's good going forward in terms of getting the offense to where you want it to be. Uh, you know, the going forward part, that's like, again, that's that's something that's bigger than where we're at right now because we're thinking about Green Bay, right? This is we're all we're all in that mindset. Uh, we have a great relationship. We work really well together. Um, um, he inspires me on a daily with his mentality, his focus, his faith, all that stuff. So um, we, have a, we have a really good relationship, and I think Justin's you know, future is super bright. So, yeah, he says he doesn't want to talk about the future. He wants to talk about Green Bay, but then he's not going to be available next week to talk about the future. <laughs> um, that was – the first time I think I've heard Luke Getze say that he thinks Justin Fields' future is super bright and, you know, he's really impressed by him and there was a ton of praise there. I'm not saying that he's never praised Justin. He absolutely has. Uh, did you hear that as a guy who is interested in coaching Justin Fields next year? Mm. Yeah, I think he's interested in coaching him next year. 
I don't know that Lou Getze knows that he's going to be here next year. So I think part of that can be, you know, why not if he if he's not coming back and he knows he's not coming back, he's going out saying nice things and saying that he's going to have a bright future. I also think that a part of this is for Luke Getze, like with those glowing words, and I don't know that I've ever heard him put it that way either, Danny. I think part of that is is he he hears the the criticisms of himself. He hears that in the media. He hears it to the fans. I, I was at Soldier Field the other day on the field listening to fans yelling at Getze, say, Getze, no screen passes. And I know he hears that. I know he hears that stuff. So I, I think part of it is I'm going to make sure here in the final week where I'm not going to be talking anymore that I say the right things about Justin Fields and say glowing things as opposed to maybe being a little bit more transparent as he has been throughout the year, which some people have said that, you know, it's him blaming other people. I thought it was compelling last week when he talked about Fields being in control of the game and progressing through his reads better, the footwork, talking about the progress overall. And here he is now the second week in a row trying to make it seem like their relationship is good and is functional. Yeah, and I don't think that there's... Their relationship has ever been bad. I mean, we know what happened earlier in the season with Justin Fields letting it be known to anybody who is listening who coaches offense for the Bears that he wanted to play more freely and all of that. And of course, that goes into the coaching. But I've never, never sensed watching the practices, you know, being in the locker room, seeing Luke Getze and Justin Fields interact, hearing them talk about each other. I have never gotten the feeling that those two didn't get along in any way, shape, or What I don't know is how they actually feel about like does Justin Fields think that that Luke Getze is a good coach? Does does Luke Getze think that Justin Fields actually is a quarterback with a with a strong future? I don't know that for sure, but they've done a pretty good job faking it if, if if the mutual respect isn't real. Let's go through the Pro Bowlers. Yeah, let's start with the Montez Sweat Show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Best it's laugh coming. in Chicago sports. Oh, it's just so great, and you're going to hear a lot of that. And by the way, I, I need to point this out. At one point in time, I think it's the last question in this little vignette, you will hear the voice of one Khalid Kareem. He's a defensive end for the Chicago Bears, if you don't know. he His locker is right next to, to Sweat, and he was just entertained by the media, and he, he asks a question at the end. So that, that's what you will hear towards the end. Yeah, it was pretty surreal. Um, coach hit me up, told me uh, he got to go over the game plan. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of figured something was up. <laughs> but, yeah, man, they presented me the Pro Bowl. I was really uh, lost of words, and I'm blessed uh, to get my first one. You think something was up to when Flus was giving you advice, um, chipping and all that kind of stuff? I mean, I, I was really looking forward to, to to seeing how he was going to get the chips off me and stuff like that. So I was kind of, I was kind of interested in what he was about to say. But yeah, that's what what I was there for. What's it, what, what does it mean to you, Tess? It means a lot. Uh, my fifth year in the league, uh, it's something that I, every player aspires to get. I've been working a long, long time to get to to get to this point where I am, and I'm still not satisfied. You said you're not satisfied. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I just uh, even though the the things that I've done on tape and uh, the the things that we've been up, been able to do, do as a group, <laughs> um, I've, I just I just feel like there's a lot more on the table. It's a, it's a lot more goals I want to reach and it's a lot more things I uh, want to do. Who's, uh, who's your favorite teammate? I guess it's Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Lid is Khalid. I yeah. guess Amazing. it's Lid. Yeah. Amazing. 
Man. And that's just a part of it right there. So I thought, it's, it's I thought, really good. I thought yeah. Khalid Kareem was really terrific on this episode of That's Montez. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's about time. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's Montez. <laughs> Did they find out last night, right before the show? About the making the, the, Pro Bowl. the Pro Bowl? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Montez Sweat. Might have been Tuesday. Now, Jalen Johnson, we could skip to, to uh, Jalen Johnson, right? Because he revealed some stuff about that. Oh, really? Okay, so it speaks, puts his head down in shame for me asking that question. I'm, I'm curious yeah. about the timeline. He, that, uh, that wasn't why I get, put my head down in shame. Okay. Uh, let's hear, let, <laughs> yeah, let's hear, let's hear yeah, Jalen Johnson. Let's skip to Jalen Johnson. We'll get to DJ more in a second, but let's go to Jalen Johnson because he eventually, in this cut, will reveal some stuff that I don't know if he was supposed to reveal, but here we go. Here's Jalen. I would just say, honestly, just blessed, fortunate to be in the position to have the voting, um, to have the favor go my way. Um, but, I mean, honestly, just, just blessed. Timing is perfect for you being a contract mm-hmm. situation coming up, isn't it? Yeah, no, nah, everything is... Guys, guys, been doing, guys, been doing this thing this year for sure. I mean, I've always wanted some things to go a little differently, but I think everything has worked out perfectly this year. And I mean, hopefully, I got, I got one more award left in me, um, and I think that it's very tangible, and I, I believe it's on its way. So, I mean, just really looking forward to this ending this year off right, and hopefully, getting some more accolades. I know you've always said that it's all pro that means more to you, and I assume that that's that's what you were just alluding to. But did it feel? better than you thought maybe to get Pro Bowl, even though you've kind of downplayed that in, in the past? No, I mean, never downplayed it. One just outweighs the other one. But, I mean, both of them are still good, prestigious, I feel like, awards. Um, so, I mean, as far as, I mean, all Pro go, that's definitely still the one I want. I want more, but it was definitely still a good feeling to have. I think I'll I'll be able to soak it in more, I think, after season's over with and then when I start planning to actually get, get down there. But, I mean, right now I haven't. Like I haven't seen too many graphics or anything really come out about it, so it's like it hasn't it hasn't truthfully hit me yet. I kind of just soak it in internally, but I haven't seen too much externally. You feel like you've earned that all pro award too? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Did you have a hunch yesterday that that was uh, news you were going to get? When did you have a feeling that? Oh uh, yeah, I mean I I knew a few days ago before it came, before it came out. Okay. Yeah. When, when they put out that video of you up with Bruce Wayne, that whole experience mm-hmm. in there getting the news there did you, did you know that was the news you were going to get because i like you i'm gonna tell you yeah i already <laughs> i already i already, already knew for sure uh-huh. there it is there it is now when montez found out i mean montez made it sound like he didn't know that he was going so but Hold he may on. have been keeping it on the down low a little bit more jalen says he knew a couple of days ago 6.20 on the clock in the conference room. 5 o'clock, he's supposed to be on with us oh, on Tuesday. Oh, so I'm Told see? Shane he was in the shower. Maybe he was on his way to Hallis Hall for a very <clears> important <throat> meeting. Dun, 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 dun. And then he doesn't tell us the truth yesterday. Ah. He's going to face a real well, grilling no, on this it, show on Monday. Because here's the thing. He then texted me at like 5.20 saying, sorry, I'm in the shower. I can do it in five minutes. Okay. You remember that. So, All right, so, so it was actually the shower. Yeah, yeah. But he had to get cleaned up before the big Pro Bowl video. Exactly. He was probably going to take us in the car on the way to Hallis Hall on Tuesday. <laughs> and I did text him it, it, today like, hey. 
when did you find out? Because the clock said 620, uh-huh. and he hasn't responded yet. So Yeah, uh-huh. yeah he knows. Uh-huh. He knows you lied to us. Yeah. I don't like Sorry, it. Sorry, guys. I know this it's has okay. got to hurt a little bit. It hurts that, a little bit. Yeah. It's okay. I understand. It's, it's all right. All right. To, to, uh, let's, DJ Moore. Yeah, we're going We're going uh, Pro Bowl snub, Pro Bowl snub. That's the way this is going to go. I had a great little chat with DJ Moore. My first question to him was, how do you feel about not making the Pro Bowl? I don't know. Uh, I never really made it before. Uh, this year, I mean, it was the chances up there, like high chances, and I didn't make it. And I was like, hmm. Well, all right. Uh, I mean, I really don't really – it's really not no hard feeling. I just got to go out there and do what I did this year even even, even better next year. But you did put the Joker meme up. Yeah, that's for next year. So. Oh, that's that's to well, not like a warning. Yeah, that's like a warning to be on standby. Do you feel like you get you know your career high in yards, thirteen hundred yards? It's obviously been a good year. Do you think to yourself, what do I got to do? Yeah, technically, like what, what more do I got to do? Do I got to have the theatrics, the crazy celebrations, all that uh, to win over some more people? But I mean. At the end of the day, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to be myself. So that actually went through your head a little bit. Do I got to be one of those boisterous wide receivers, the quote-unquote diva, as they say? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, you know, everybody that made it, some of them, I won't say were divas, but, I mean, it is what it is. What point did you come back to, like, to level with it and you were okay with it? Because you seem like you're not happy about it, but at peace with it at this moment. Oh, I was at peace when it came out and I didn't make it. I was just like, all right, got to go back and do better. Damn, it was a good exchange with you and DJ Moore right yeah, there. Yeah, that was funny because I wasn't sure if he was going to want because I figured you know, I put out there what I put out there. I don't want to tie. I said, uh, do you want to you talk about this? And he said, sit down. So there we go. Good for you, man. Yeah. Good reporting. CD yeah. Lamb. AJ Brown, those divas, those are who he's thinking about. Both. I don't know. Good. Are they? I, I, mean, uh, I honestly AJ, don't know. AJ, AJ Brown has had some sideline blowups with Jalen Hurts, yeah. and in a game this year when Devontae Smith was getting all of the targets, yeah. he was kind of bitching a little bit about not getting uh, about not getting targets. But he <laughs> said it was in the interest of winning and that he was open. He just did a, had a thing with Nick Sirianni. Last yeah. week, and I had to yeah. apologize to Nick Sirianni. CD C- Lamb, I don't think has had anything like that. He's no. just, and I mean, he's better than DJ Moore. Yeah, and Mike Evans and Puka Nakua both had amazing years. Puka as a rookie, that's a cool story. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is a big snub. Yeah, yeah, well, um, he better but, numbers than DJ Moore. Yeah, right? but DJ, it's a deep, it's a deep position. It's a deep yeah. position. No, it always is. So, but I do like the fact that uh, this—not that he wouldn't—but this man is clearly motivated. Yeah. So he, yeah, he has put everybody on alert for next year. It's a badass, or maybe even this game because he ate two hundred and nine more yards in this game, and he breaks Brandon Marshall's single season receiving record. I'm going to go out on a limb right now. I'm yeah. going to say that eventually DJ Moore is going to be the number one wide receiver career yards in the history of the Bears. Oh God, I hope so. I am loony. I hope so. I, kinda, DJ Moore. I, I thought maybe Allen Robinson was going to be that, but it obviously took down. You guys didn't see where he was going with that. Oh, I, I missed it. You, you guys really yeah. fell for that, that punchline. I mean, I come on. I knew what he was doing. Can, can we say that W word that rhymes with more? I am. I don't believe so. Ah, I damn. am a more. For more? Acolyte. A more fan. I'm a, I, I love I'm loony for DJ Moore. I love, it's got a nice ring to it. I like it. I am loony for DJ Moore. All right. 
Wait, the, He's the a Joker, silly goose. The Joker gift. What's DJ Moore going to do next year? Blow up a hospital? <laughs> oh, man. It's a good question. I, don't, I didn't get it. In a nurse's outfit? He's angry? Does that mean he's angry? Hitting the little clicker. I think we just heard. Yeah, he's he better angry. not kill Bill Thickner, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no. He better not. No, if he knows what's good for Stab him. some guy in the eye with a pencil. Oh, Here we go. Poor Thickner. Got killed early in that one. He did. It was a great um, scene, though. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> Leave a legacy. Killed You're robbing my movie. place. <laughs> or whatever he said. It's kind of in that tone like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's in that tone. I wish I knew the actual words. Congratulations. Yeah. You're robbing my place. It's like that. Um, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> oh, man. Do we want to go back to a snub now? Yes, Another Chase. snub. I'm sorry. I got out of order here on the snubs. Yeah, it's we, okay. Okay. We're going to go uh, Tevin Jenkins now. Oh, my guy. Stretch. Te- well, he, he also <laughs> put something. I know it's a little bit of a stretch. Uh-huh. He also put something on social media as well to show his disgrace for not making the the Pro Bowl. But he, he, he was pretty mild-mannered about it. Here's Tev. I mean, there's a lot of factors go into it. I mean, playing time, missing missing a couple snaps. I mean, if that's what goes into it, I understand. If it goes by film, I don't know. I, I feel like I did have a good enough year to do it, to make it. But I mean, it's up to whoever committee is out there to to happen. Is there any part of you that thought to yourself, "What more do I have to do to get in?" Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely I definitely was thinking about that when the, when the uh, the teams were coming out yesterday. You know, and, and I mean, I guess, like I said a second ago, I mean, I guess probably comes down to snaps. I don't know how they, what fact, what factors into it, you know. But when I'm in there, I feel like I'm playing good enough. Uh, what would be more important to you, Pro Bowl or All Pro? Whoever looks better on the second contract. <laughs> Hell yeah! Anything going on towards that, and with any potential extension talk? Uh, well, I'm thinking I'm not allowed through the NFLPA until after this season. Okay. So, whenever, whenever this season stops, that's when I'm able to. Man. Uh, I mean, that's a very honest answer. I like when guys admit that the second contract and the money is a huge motivating factor for these types of things. Like Jalen Johnson was like, yeah, I want one of those Pro Bowl jerseys, but he also wants the accolades that come with it. For linemen, it is it, it, similar to gold gloves sometimes, at least historically. Like, Some reputation. Reputation in the, fir- like the first one's the hardest. Gold, gold gloves being cleaned up a little that's bit. That's what I was saying. Defensive metrics. But, like historically, like Zach Martin, Landon Dickerson, those yeah, are he meant he, guys. he did. I don't know if he did. I don't think he did in that, but he did name check Zach Martin and said he had a lot of respect for him. Zach so. Martin's. I mean, I, I don't know how many it's been for. It's got to be five at this point. Like right. He, he's he's been making it for did, a long did time. Did you congratulate your guy Tevin on the new baby? Oh God, I, I meant to do There's that a new too. Baby. I know, and I forgot it was all business. You could have told I, him to give the new mother a hug. Oh, I didn't even think I saw the picture and everything right. last night. I I took a screenshot of it Tevin to remind and I Sydney forgot. Have a new baby Jenkins. Yeah, I'm gonna have to circle back tomorrow right. there for Tevin. So it's yeah. Lovely. Um, are we ready for Richard Hightower, Shane? Uh, oh, yeah. Shane just walked out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, he's right back there. Hello. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so your guy HD is coming up, buddy. Here we y- go. Yeah, so so this is actually pretty good stuff from Richard Hightower. He gets – listen to his voice here. He gets actually gets emotional talking about his special team's performance on the near kick six from the game. The Cairo Santos missed 55-yard field goal. D. Alford catches the ball deep in the end zone and almost scores a touchdown, but they stop it right before the half. Here's Richard. That is a special team's worst nightmare. Special team coach's worst nightmare. So my heart rate is as, as bad as you as bad as you can have one. So I'm glad Doc wasn't right there to check it. <laughs> All right. But the real credit goes to uh, the guys in our room, 
and I just left uh, the field goal meeting. I'm fresh out of the field goal meeting, and I'll tell you exactly what I told him. I uh, appreciate the effort on that play. I appreciate the desire on that play. I appreciate each one of them fighting for each other. I also thought that moment brought our team together because that's a situation we practice every week, time in and time out, and they've seen video on it, and they came out on the good side of it. All right? So, uh, I, I, again, I can't say enough about the guys in our room recognizing the situation and fighting like hell for each other to make sure they got that guy down. Like, Lucas was phenomenal on that play. Lucas Patrick doesn't never give up. Bobby Tunyon never gives up. Like, I can't, I, I cannot probably continue to talk about this play because I'm probably going to get emotional, which I don't want to do because I love my guys so much. And they did a damn good job. And that's 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 all I can say about that. Wow, is that yeah, we, great? We think we love football. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like My that guy, God. that guy. Like the, the, his worst nightmare is giving up a touchdown on special teams, and that yeah, that's great. Well, those plays are super memorable forever, and you don't want to be the special teams coach for the group that has given that up. Makes me want to watch it again and appreciate the effort. On oh, it. no, absolutely. And uh, by the way, Speaks, uh, with that, uh, Bob Tunyon, up to nine bears for that, <laughs> just because of that, for, for getting name-checked in, in a very for emotional very place. He's up to nine bears. For those who don't know, Bob Tunyon's uh, house growing up, Picture of Brian Urlacher on the wall in the That's basement. Right. For which he had seven bears, but I had two bears <laughs> because of the play out of field. That's very so, good. Yeah, so he's up to nine bears. Mm. It's pretty good. Is he leading bears now that Doug Kramer's not here? Oh, no, Doug Kramer is here. Oh, How dare you? I saw Doug today. <laughs> Doug, by the way, 9.5 bears. Oh, man. Because he was in Arizona still, and he came back. Still the leader in bears. <laughs> That's right, Doug Kramer. And then Richard Hightower, like he does, you know, it's an emotional day today. The tower spreading love to us once again. You have any idea who you're stealing from? You and your friends are dead. <laughs> you and your friends are dead. I knew I had the tone. Uh, you and your friends are dead. That's Bill Fichtner. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You have any idea who you're stealing from? You and your friends are dead. That's it. That's it. perfect. Got the big shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. That wasn't the tower. <laughs> that, that, was not, not, that was not the that tower. Was HD. That was actually better than the tower. <laughs> uh, I just wanted, uh, first of all, start off by um, saying uh, I really appreciate all of you in this room. Obviously, this is the last uh, press conference that uh, I have to do um, for the year. So it's our last one of, of the year. So I just wanted to say uh, genuinely appreciate uh, you guys. Um, a lot of admiration and respect for what you do. And what you do to cover our team and what you do to make sure our fans and our players uh, have uh, every opportunity to not only hear what we think as coaches, but also our players can hear each other talk about each other and how much love they have for one another. So again, I just, I don't take it for granted. I, I truly appreciate and, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to come down here and speak in this room because it's an honor. It's beautifully put. <laughs> you and your friends are dead. Media's going to love you know that. That, that uh, sounds like to me, Grody. What? Sounds like he's on his way out and he knows it. Oh, you mm. think he's getting a head coaching job? If he's gone, I am too. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be the president. Yeah. Yeah. David Tobe's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, uh, I think that man understands gratitude. I, that's what I think he, he understands. He really does. Yeah. I, I, wanted, I, I would like to volunteer as tribute for the kickoff coverage team.
You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, like, oh, well, they don't want you, buddy. Not this, <laughs> not this week. Not this week, please. Yeah, not this week. <laughs> Got to win this game, man. Just trying to fail up, man. Uh, yeah. I, I did have one more. Uh, <laughs> I did have one more gets if we have time. If we don't, sure. it's okay. All right. We got a, a Mark Potash versus uh, Luke Getze. Here you go. Ooh. Luke, uh, sorry to nitpick on a game where you scored 37 points, but I'm just curious. Why um, why do you have a, a Tyler Scott, like 185-pound wide receiver, pushing fields on that that push push play? He's undefeated. He made, he made sure we, we knew that. Right. He's pushing. He's undefeated. So maybe we need that to is, do more. It's true. <laughs> from, from my, from just, I'm just curious. Most teams, you know, they, they usually load up with, like, a tight end or somebody. What's, what's the philosophy behind that and, and – you know, just curious about. It. Yeah, there's just there's two parts of it, right? Well, one one he has the most, he you know the situation that we're in, he's uh, has the most training in it, and then part and second part of it is you're trying to get on the ball as fast as you possibly can, so you keep your sim- your formation simplistic as you can, and what personnel you're in and all that stuff like that. So usually the position that he's in. He sometimes is in a little guy position and sometimes he's in a big guy position. So sometimes he falls into that role. But uh, yeah, he made sure he, he let me know the other day that you know you know I'm undefeated in this role. So you think he makes sure you let me. Would you rather have a, a fullback or a? It just depends who's on the field. That's what I'm saying. So we just right. you're jumping on the ball in that situation. You don't you know are you in 11 personnel? Are you in 01 personnel? Are you in 12? Are you in 21? So yeah, ideally you would. But then at the same time, the bigger you get, the bigger they get too. So. Right. That part of it is is, is uh, something you think about too. Potsy won't let it go. <laughs> he would, he would he, play along. Yeah, he would not. Yeah, he, he, that's he great. Not. But, but get, guess he's right. Really? Think so? I, I, I think that if you sub in your jumbo package, they sub in your jumbo package, and how those plays normally go, it's about you don't want to get fresh linemen on the field, like let a defensive lineman rotate in, and it's about getting up to the line quickly and and just going. So whoever was on the field for the play before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if on on second and eight, they gain seven yards, and Tyler Scott's on the field, and it's now third and one. You don't sub in to put in your jumbo package because then they get to sub in and mm-hmm. do it. But if you don't sub, they can't sub, and so then you know, in theory, if they've got it, they should have extra corners on the field. You know, so I, they they should be smaller. You should be smaller in theory. I I, I get it. I just, when he says that he's got the most training in it, well, that's up to you. You could choose who has that the most training. That is definitely training. true. That is that. De- well, yeah, that yes, that is definitely yes, true. yes. And the play worked. So well, he gets to know. play the result. Yeah, yeah, yeah he gets yeah, to play the result. Yes. Barely. Yes. It, uh, was, was, oh, it was ugly. It was yeah. very ugly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, finally, something worked on fourth and one. Uh, Bears, n- Bears Nuggets. Uh, nug- yeah, Darnell Mooney remains in concussion protocol. We'll see if uh, if his Bears career is over. Jalen Johnson, by the way, with all the talk of him, didn't practice again today. He still believes that he will play on uh, Sunday, as he told you guys the other day. DJ Moore also limited because of an ankle injury. Cole Komet returned to practice today. He's got the, the knee injury. And ladies and gentlemen, major programming announcement Beginning Friday, February 16th, it is the return of On the Clock Season 2. Season 2 will begin and uh, will be every week for one hour. Even if they trade the number one pick, the season will... That, that's what I was going to ask. Like last year, you went up until they traded the number one pick. Then you were obsolete. What if they trade the pick again? I signed a full contract for a full <laughs> season of it. So, so it, yeah, it, it, congratulations, Victor. Uh, uh, <laughs> there it is. So, so 
February 16th yes. through the draft at 6 p.m.? Every week, either Thursday or Friday, every week, 6 o'clock until 7 o'clock. It is me talking about the draft with oh, draft one experts. One day a week? One day a week, oh, yeah. I thought, I thought it was five days No, was it? Oh, you don't remember last season? <laughs> no. It was only one day a week. I thought it was five days. Tell you what, wife and I binged on the clock last uh, year. I bet you did. It was yeah. amazing. We're trying to get the simulcast on Netflix. We'll see. It's pretty we'll good. See. Yeah, we're struggling with that part, but we'll see what we can do. <laughs> so relieved. Bye, Bye, See you later. You have any idea what you're stealing from? <laughs> you and your friends are dead. Oh, it's so good. Uh, something keeps happening with the Bears. I find it very, very strange. It's next on the score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.